Well, happy Friday, church family. This is our last part of our study in, um, in the Exodus chapter 5. Um, this week, uh, we learned about how the disappointments in ministry, particularly in the, in the, in the context of evangelism, uh, when we are sharing the gospel with people, there's bound to be people that are not going to listen. Uh, even if you give the best advice or the best counsel or the best evidence uh, for the existence of God or defending the faith, whatever it may be, uh, people are going to doubt. And we understand for unbelievers in particular, which is what we looked at on Wednesday, that the reason why unbelievers doubt or don't believe is not because of the evidence itself. It's not even because of um, the argument or the eloquency or anything like that. The reason why they doubt or reject the word of God is because they are still dead in their sin. I made reference to 1 Corinthians 2, 4 about how the spiritual things, uh, they, they, they don't make sense to those that are, on, that are in the flesh. But uh, to those who are spiritual, to those who are believers, um, things of the Lord, makes a cl it's clear to them and they know how they're to, supposed to react. So I, I said that, yeah, there's going to be disappointments, but don't be surprised by it. Unbelievers are going to doubt. Um, you know, ducks uh, quack and cats meow, dogs bark, and unbelievers are going to not believe. But what happens when believers begin to doubt? When, when things go wrong in ministry, particularly in evangelism, how are we going to respond when, uh, when, you, you know, when things go bad? And sometimes the unfortunate thing about uh, ministry is that when you're when you're you know shepherding or caring for people or evangelizing, some the sometimes the unbeliever the, the believer themselves the one that's doing the ministry become doubtful. Uh, they start they start wondering whether or not this whole Christian thing is real. If if um, if you know they don't see any fruit, and I would uh, submit to you that don't look at fruit. Don't let fruit be the determination of whether or not God is real or not. Um, because that's that's going to be a dead end game. Rather, look to who He is as revealed in Scripture. Uh, turn to Him and look to who He is during a time when you are doubting, especially when your ministry don't doesn't go right. We see this in, in chapter five, verse ten to twenty-three. So this is right after Moses and Aaron tells Pharaoh to let his people go, let God's people go. And he challenges them, and then uh, Pharaoh gets upset, and he decides to give them more work. Verse 10 to 19 is, okay, we'll give you more. Uh, uh, you're going to have to meet the quota, but then you're not going to have the materials to be able to build the bricks. And then he beats them, uh, and then these two, these foremen, or these leaders of Israel, goes and sees Aaron and Moses, and they, they're staying there, and, uh, you know, they's like, they went, it did not go that the, they were expecting. And uh, in verse 21, they said to them, May the Lord look upon you and judge you, for you have made us odious in Pharaoh's sight and in the sight of the of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to kill us. Um, this is their basically experiencing persecution. Uh, so you told us that God's going to let us go. You told us that He's going to deliver us. You told us to say these things, and the end result is that we were beaten for it. Uh, we were were branded as lazy people. We have to now do more work. What do you have to say to yourselves? And you can see Moses in verse 22, then he returned to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, why have you brought harm to this people? Why did you ever send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh's, Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done harm to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. Now this is like, a, this, I made this, I, talk, I think I might have talked about it on Monday, where it seems like you know, he's challenging the Lord, and he's like, 
rightful he, in his mind he thinks he's rightfully upset like hey i did everything that you told me to do and things are just getting harder and things aren't um and things aren't working out and and what's interesting is that you know moses here just like the israelites they have a limited knowledge of who god is uh, up until this point they only saw this some of the miracles the signs that came earlier at the end of chapter four but for, by and large they haven't seen the miracles and, and like they haven't seen the plagues. They haven't seen God deliver them in, uh, in the wilderness. You know, at the end of Numbers, um, we see, or actually, or, yeah, basically all of Deuteronomy. Um, you know, they, they had shoes that didn't wear off. You know, it was still like brand new. So just imagine what that's like if you brought a new pair of Jordans. You go to Exodus and it's still clean as if it was when you first bought it. That's a miraculous thing. And at this point in Exodus chapter 5, they haven't got there yet. Uh, they, they don't know much about the Lord. Uh, so they challenge, like, you know, Lord, why are you doing this? Why have you sent us just so that our people can get hurt? Um, yet it is, but at the same time, you have to give credit to Moses because he at least goes to the Lord. When times of doubt, he goes to the source as opposed to just you know, looking on the internet or, or talking to other people about it. He, look, he goes straight to God and he goes into uh, and, and, and praise, basically ask God to t- show him what is it that, uh, you know, more about him. Again, Moses doesn't know him as much. And then um, chapter 6, uh, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion he will let them go, and under compulsion he will drive them out of this land, out of his land. So God, his response is that he's going to show himself. He's going to reveal his character to them. And that's a very interesting response. He points to himself that if you are struggling with doubt, you need to look to God. The solution during times of doubt is not to look to anything else, but to look to God. And look, in, in ministry and in life, there's a difference between doubt and unbelief or doubt and the denial of the faith. You know, doubt is actually, unfortunately, part of the normal experience as a Christian in our flesh. We struggle at times of believing in God's word and then uh, having zeal at one moment and then struggling at the next moment. And this is just a normal part of the Christian walk because of our fallenness. Um, and scripture tells us that we love the one that we haven't seen yet. Uh, we don't, we, there's all of scripture, but there's still the part of us that wishes that we could see more of the Lord in, in, in like real life, like whether it's like some sort of miraculous event or see God in person. Um, but yet we're still called to love him and trust the word that's there, to look to scripture. That's doubting. You, you, it's doubting is not like unbelieving. Unbelieving is when you say, I, I reject it altogether. This is like the first John 2, 19, that they left and, and, and left us because they were never of us. Whereas I think doubt is normal part of the Christian walk. Denial of the faith is a sin. So doubt is like, you know, John the Baptist doubted, right? Remember when he was thrown in prison, he asked his followers to go to Jesus, are you the one that we're supposed to send? And, uh, and Jesus does a miracle to show them, that, hey, now go tell John the Baptist what you see. Um, and even scripture tells us like, you know, there's going to be people with doubt and it's like, help my unbelief. I want to believe. Uh, these are differences between that versus those that denial of the faith. Those that struggle, they're struggling because they want to honor the Lord, uh, but because of their limitation of their flesh, sometimes that struggle, um, you know, they just have these struggles. And I think it's very important for us that when believers doubt, the solution isn't necessarily to go uh, to your friends or your Bible study leaders, although that's helpful, but those Bible study leaders are going to do the same thing that he, that God does here, and that's to point you to himself. Um, 
you know, when you think about the love of the Lord and the kindness, that's what leads you to repentance. Uh, and that's the same way when you struggle with doubt, when you're on the inch of denying the faith, you have to remember the goodness and kindness of the Lord that's revealed in Scripture. And that's going to turn your heart to love Him more and to continue to walk in faithfulness and obedience. But the person that denies the faith is someone when they encounter some sort of argument or life situation and the first thing that they do is just is just deny it altogether they've had enough they didn't get the expectation or the results that they wanted um it wasn't met and therefore they're going to leave and that again reveals to you their own heart that they never had a desire to follow or to know god but you christian you have to understand that you as a believer redeemed by the lord yes you're going to struggle with those moments but you have to look to god look to who he is so that you can continue to honor him with your life you need to plead with him in prayer uh, that he makes himself known to you You need to read his scripture and and so that he could disclose himself to you and you need to know ask god and and beg god to make god to to know him better uh look to god when you struggle um because you know this is kind of like what peter said right like where do we who do we have to go who else do we have to go to who can we go to other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's my encouragement. If you're sharing, if you're listening to this and you're believing, you're struggling with doubt in your own walk because of just failure in ministry or perceived failure in this ministry, when you're sharing the gospel, all of these people are trying to do discipleship all to all these people in the church and doing whatever ministry you're in, and it just doesn't seem like it's bearing any fruit, I want you to remember that the most important thing isn't so much worldly success but your faithfulness. And that's what God wants. God wants to see that you have a genuine love for him. He doesn't care about the fruit because he knows which sheep are his, even if you and I do not. He wants you and I to be faithful to him and to love him each, love Him more each day. And as we do so, our, our faith will continue to build. It will increase and our unbelief will eventually be smothered out because of the character of our good God. So that's what we learned this week. Uh, that when we're in the context of evangelism, uh, when people reject it and the ministry doesn't go well, uh, that the first is that, yeah, unbelievers are going to doubt. That's just a normal expectation for us. We should expect that um, and not be surprised by it. And second, uh, that when believers struggle with doubt, that the solution to that doubt is, to, is not to look to any books or um, or any uh, one in this world uh, or in your friends or anything, even spiritual people, definitely don't look at the internet, uh, but really to look to the God that's revealed in Scripture. And that will help you cultivate a greater love and faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's it for this week. I hope that this was helpful to you. It's definitely been an encouraging study for me. hope that you can uh, be encouraged and go and, and make disciples of all nations. Even if they decide to deny you as their friend or, or family member, uh, understand that you have Christ and you want to tell other people about Christ. And when they reject you or if they reject you, uh, whatever circumstance you're in, uh, understand that they do so, not necessarily because of how, um, not, not based on your own skill or your ability, but um, because ultimately the Lord um, didn't give them a new life. Um, so we pray and ask for grace in our life as we uh, evangelize those that, uh, that are in our life. I hope that this is helpful for you. Uh, have a good weekend. Take care. And again, have a good weekend.